Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Well, we're starting a brand new series today and the series verse comes from James chapter 4 verse 8. It says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. I'm going to read that again. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. This is a promise. God promises that any time we draw close to him, he will draw close to us. There are 9,000 different promises in the Bible. 9,000 promises. Who's grateful for the promises of God's word? First takeaway for the series. If you're taking notes, write this down. A promise requires a process. A promise requires a process. So often we get excited about the promise, we forget that for every promise God gives you, there is a process attached to it. I don't know about you, but I love promises. I love it when people say God wants to bless you, or God wants to favor you, or God wants to do something great in your life. I love the promise for the new church building. Four years ago, God gave us a promise, but do you know what? There is a process attached. Four years, we've been working with architects and town planners, and we've had hundreds, I'll say hundreds and hundreds of meetings and emails and correspondence, and we've spent thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of pounds so far in the process of getting to us where we're up to. But the building was the promise, but there's a process. You can't experience a promise without a process. God's word is full of promises, full of them. I made a promise to Chantel when we got married, I would give her a six pack. 15 years later, she's still waiting. I have to keep explaining to her, it is a process. She's finally gathering, it's a process, it's coming. America has not helped, by the way. This series is really a process series. Often what I preach in church are God's promises, but I fail to mention that a promise requires a process. All the way through the Bible, story after story, chapter after chapter, verse after verse, we see process before the promise. Ask and you will receive. Knock and then the door will be opened. Honor your father and mother, and then your days will be long on the earth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. It's process before promise. When we left for our sabbatical, we, we couldn't really find words to how we were feeling. I remember driving on the second day, and I said to Chantal, how are you, how are you feeling? And... She said, honestly, I'm not sure how I'm feeling. That was a good indicator that we were doing the right thing. You see, at Bible school, we went to Bible school for two years, which ended up bridal school, and they, they taught us Old Testament prophets. They talked to, talked to us about Hebrew poetry. They talked to us about Levitical laws, all the fun stuff. But they never gave us a semester on global pandemics. So nothing could have ever set us up for leading a church 
through a global pandemic. Nothing could ever have set you up at business school for trying to lead your business through a global pandemic. There was no semester. And so I took time to speak to many pastors and friends around the world who were dealing with the mentalities that have arisen since the start of COVID. And we went away, we went away to rest and to hear from God for four weeks. And for three weeks, God said nothing. Has anyone ever needed a word from God and he gives you nothing? Radio silence from heaven. And then 10 days ago, Chantal and I had the honor to to, to spend a little time and to to sit under the ministry of Bishop T.D. Jakes at the Potter's House. Some of you have seen him on, on television. He's an incredible man of God and I would call him the Prince of Preachers. I mean, this guy can preach. And he spoke a word at the Potter's House And as he was speaking, he said a word in his message. And this was a word that I jumped on, clung onto, and started to take notes and felt that this was the word for Soul Church for this season, for this moment. The word was alignment. Alignment. Has anyone ever been driving a car and you've been driving along and suddenly it starts to... The car starts to shake. I know modern day cars are a little bit more. We get like, you know, little lights that come on all the flash stuff, but... Back in the day, when you were driving your Datsun, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, I had a Datsun. Super cool. Met Debbie in my Datsun. Anyway, we'll stop like that. Shaking like this. And you pull over, and you realize that your car is out of alignment. There's three There's three problems that take place when your car is out of alignment. It's called misalignment. Number one, the tires wear thin on one side of the car. Second thing that happens is steering gets out of control. The car begins to shake, which leads to the third problem, which means that safety decreases. Driving a car out of alignment is not fun. It's stressful, it's dangerous, and it ends up being costly. Misalignment takes place because a car has hit a curb or an object in the road at a strong impulse impact and suddenly the car is out of a line. Suddenly the car wants to do things you don't want it to do. Suddenly the car becomes something foreign to you and when your car is out of line you can end up in a ditch and many good cars which weren't aligned ended up in a ditch And some of them even ended up on a scrap heap. Our world suddenly hit a curb 18 months ago called COVID. We were all going along nicely, weren't we? You had your holidays planned. You were going to meet your friends for dinner. Your life was just going in a certain direction. And suddenly an announcement came on the screen. We went into something we'd never heard before called lockdown. A mask mandate was introduced. Our whole world changed. We couldn't see family and friends. We can't, still can't travel to certain countries. Our world hit a curb. And in that moment, we were driving through life misaligned. Suddenly, our priorities got misaligned. Suddenly our values, our lifestyles changed. Everything overnight changed through misalignment. And the enemy has used COVID to misalign us, our careers, our lives, 
Some of you are sitting here thinking, I don't even want to be in Norwich. Some of you are sitting here, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be there. We're all wanting to be somewhere else because right now we feel misaligned. And as I sat under that ministry, I felt God say to tell the church that he wants to bring us back into a holy alignment. He wants to find things in our lives that are misaligned. We've hit some curbs in our marriages, in our businesses, in our health. We've hit some curbs. And God said, this is a season of realignment for you and your family. What's out of whack right now, I'm going to bring back into a straight line. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you. And I'm going to bring you into your destiny. But the challenge is right now that many of us are in a ditch. We don't realize we're in a ditch, but we're in a ditch. I'm going to be really open and honest about some of the ditches that people find themselves in because I've been traveling, I've been speaking to people. It's a ditch of fear. What started out as fear used to be an abnormal part of our world. Fear is now normal for people. It's normal for people to be fearful. It's a ditch. Fear has become the new normal for people's lives. Fear rules people's lives. Fear keeps people stepping out the door. Fear stops people going on holiday. Fear is stopping people starting again. I was in a supermarket a few weeks ago and I sneezed. Literally three people jumped. I mean, I can't help sneezing. I was near all the salt and pepper. I mean, of course you're going to sneeze. And people just jumped. Now, they weren't jumping. They were not jumping because of my sneeze. They were jumping because of the fear. The fear. Fear has misaligned people's faith. And we're quick to quote the latest COVID stats. If anyone else quotes COVID stats at me, when was the last time we quoted God's word? Have I not commanded you? This is what Jesus said. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Before we quote the latest stats from the BBC, we need to start quoting God's word. Because some of us, we've been in a ditch of fear for too long. And we've got to remember that God is our protector. God is our healer. God is our strength. God is our restorer. Come on, you've got to get excited today. The ditch of fear. Misalignment will leave you there. Misalignment has left people in a ditch of addiction. With normal life being stripped away from us, people have got bored. And they've acquired new unhealthy habits. One of them has been pornography. Pornography has become mainstream entertainment in this country. And the church has gone silent on it. Because we don't want to talk about it because it feels ugly. And pornography glorifies violence, sexual aggression, and it leaves people feeling empty. And the enemy has used COVID to glorify pornography. We need to be stopped being in denial on the issue of pornography in our society and our homes. I'm actually going to be talking on pornography in the next few weeks. I'm going to talk on it because I think we need to deal with it. The BBC did an interview with over a thousand families in our nation. And 75% of their families said their children had never looked, teenagers had never looked at pornography. They then interviewed the children who said that 75% of them had looked at pornography. Which tells me we're in denial. We've got to talk about it in church. Because no one else in society is talking about the damages and the harm it's doing. And Jesus Christ can set you free. 
Jesus said, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And we've got to wake up. And as a church, we want to talk about it. We want to talk about the issues that are keeping people bound and issues that are tying people up because God wants your life aligned moving forward. The ditch of addiction, the ditch of comfort, the ditch of comfort. COVID has sent so many of our spiritual alignments out of whack. What used to be our aligned walk with God in our habits and our marriage is just now misaligned. For many people, and I want to just talk to those who are watching online and I want to say welcome, welcome to the room. We miss you. We love you. And I know that there's many people and you're not ready to come back in the room and you're on your own journey. And we want to say, Chantal and I, you take your time. You come back when you're ready, but home is waiting for you when you are. We love you and we miss you. But for others who's watching online, you've got yourself out of alignment with church. Because life is far more comfy without one more trip out of the house. And I urge you to come home. The Bible says better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I encourage us we're going to have to break away from some of the comfortable lifestyle habits that we've gotten into. And I know this is, this is kind of straight, but this is the word that God gave me for this season. The ditch of broken marriages and relationships. I was reading on the plane couple of nights ago that uh, divorce rates in the UK have risen by 34% in the last 18 months. 34%. Because people had to try and figure out what it's like to live with someone, not live with their work or live with their hobbies, but they were put in a room together and go, actually, you need to talk. People struggle with that. And it's easier to file for divorce than fight for your marriage. I believe God wants us to keep fighting for our families. God wants us to keep fighting for our marriages. Families have been ripped apart right now for opinions. I encourage you. Can I just encourage you right now? I know a lot of people, there's a lot of strong opinion out there on social media. Can I encourage you? One of the best things you can do right now is just fight for your family. Don't push your opinions. Don't push your agendas. Don't push that stuff on people. I was so struck in 1 Peter 4. It says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Sometimes loving one another is just keeping quiet. Let's just love people through this time. Everyone's got a right to an opinion, but right now everyone's opinion, you know, it's not going to help. So sometimes we just need to be wise of our opinions. Let's just love people. Let's get people back into church. Let's keep people's hearts soft. Let's keep people walking through this journey. And uh, I've asked Chantel to actually speak on alignment in family in the next two or three weeks. And uh, we're going to help people because I know families have been ripped apart from COVID. And we want to see God restore families. And above all else, love one another. Love one another. And you know, as well, the ditch of conspiracy. You know, we've all read so much online right now. None of us know what to believe. I took three and a half weeks off social media and media. It was the best thing ever. It was like a complete detox. And I came back on going, I couldn't care. In the nicest possible way, I don't care what you're wearing today. I don't care that you're in the supermarket. You don't have to post your whole life for the world. Just go to the supermarket, enjoy the supermarket. Actually, you don't have to be ruled by this thing called social media. We could all just have this break and just live life, not go, oh, look at everybody. Just be you. Just enjoy. And this, I love social media. I love, so I think it's got a, but social media has the potential to misalign your life because you're aligning yourself to someone else's life and you're trying to get in their shoes and on their holiday and in their car. And God is saying, just come back to who I created you to be. 
Because what happens is the next, the next ditch that we can end up in is the ditch of anger and offense. So many people are offended and angry. I was on American Airlines flight on my own flying from Portland to Dallas-Fort Worth last Monday. And my plane got delayed and I was talking to the air hostess. And I said, wow. I said, you know, people were really upset on the flight. I could just feel the tension. The flight was delayed, but more than ever, people were really upset. And I said to the lady, I said, is everything all right? She says, no, people are really angry. She said, since we've been flying the last six months, she said, we've had to stop serving alcohol on the flights, American Airlines. She said, because people are so angry. I said, well, what are they angry about? She said, they're angry at themselves. They're angry at everyone. They're angry at the government. Everyone is angry. Our world is angry. You see, when you lock people up for a season of time, what happens is this tension builds up. And then it's not the air hostess, but it comes out in all the wrong places. And so this alignment is to bring our our spirit back in line with God's spirit. Because God's spirit is patient. God's spirit is compassionate. God's spirit is loving and kind and gentle. And how many of these ditches that we've talked about could have been avoided if we just recognized at the beginning that we'd been misaligned? We find ourselves in places and mindsets and websites that we never dreamed we'd end up simply because we've been misaligned. Do you know if a plane's misaligned by half a degree, it can be flying to Dublin and end up in Spain? A little bit of an exaggeration, but you get my point. Because one, one degree at this at the start, but suddenly what you thought you were going in life and where you end up are two completely different things. And people say, well, how did I end up here? Well, because you made the choices here. The choices here. And they're just, I'm going to skip my Bible. I'm going to skip church. I'm going to skip praying. I'm going to skip. And all these little misalignments in our lives and suddenly we end up in a ditch. And some of people even end up on a scrap heap saying, I don't want to live anymore. I can't be bothered. Misalignment. But this is just the introduction. God has got a great destiny for every young person. You've been to rock nations. God has got a great destiny for every student. God has got a great destiny for every husband, every wife. But the thing is, you've got to understand the importance of being aligned with Him. Wheels on a car have to be aligned so they have maximum impact. You know what I was told at the start of this service? Sam Mooney was telling me, he said, "If if your car's got misalignment, your fuel economy goes down, which means it's even more, life is even more costly. You see, when you do things God's way, there's an ease. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. So this series is simply to bring us back into alignment. I'm tired of seeing people's lives misaligned, ditches, scrap heaps. And so I want to come back. I'm more committed to speaking hope and love and faith into people's life. I also want to speak truth as well. Truth is now very unpopular in our world, and I'm losing my appetite to be popular. Okay, I'm losing my appetite to be popular. I'm 40, in my 40s, and... Let's talk about, let's look at what Jesus said about being popular. Matthew 10, chapter 22, chapter 10. This is what Jesus said about if you want to be popular. He says, you will be hated by everyone. Well, that doesn't sell on social media. Jesus said, if you're going to be my follower, you will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands, stands firm on the truth, will be saved. You see why? Because truth brings alignment. 
The first part of the Lord's Prayer says this in Matthew 6.10. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done. What is that? It's bringing my will into God's will. It's bringing alignment back into our lives. Misalignment in our lives is simply a result of being misaligned with the Father. By the way, the devil hates alignment. The devil hates alignment. Hell hates alignment. Why? Because he he's comes to, to rob, to steal, and to destroy. The devil wants your life off track. But I'm determined to speak the truth of God's word. Alignment determines how far we go in life. In fact, I'll say this. Alignment determines your spiritual assignment. God has got a spiritual assignment on earth, but it is determined by alignment. And I don't care how far off the beaten track you are, how far off you feel today, you can start realigning yourself. Today can be a comeback Sunday for you. This is what the Word of God says about alignment. Psalm 133, David speaking, and this series is going to be based around the life of David. We haven't got put to point number one yet. It's the first time I'm never going to get to an intro. Nearly finished. Psalm 103, verse 1, it says, Behold... How good and how pleasant is it for Christians, followers of Christ, to dwell together in unity. Another word for unity in the dictionary is alignment. What's the enemy trying to do with Christians and families? This right now, divide, so discord. And God is saying, no, he loves it when we come together in unity. He says it's like oil. Poured out on a head, running down. You see, when there's unity at the top, the oil flows down, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon was falling on Mount Zion. And this is, this is the promise after the process. For the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. When you align yourself, when you walk together in unity, when you put to the side the things that divide us, God puts a blessing on the church. He puts a blessing on your family. When you decide, to focus on the things which unite us, not to divide us. God looks down from heaven and he says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to favor you. Life is good. Life is pleasant, the Bible says, where there is alignment. Anointing flows when alignment flows. Blessing flows where alignment flows. Miracles break out where alignment flows. Anointing, God's presence flows where there is alignment in your life. And by the way, life is tough. And life is hard when there's misalignment. I don't care, I'm just going to say this, I don't care what your beef is with politicians, science, pastors, it's nothing compared to alignment with the Holy Spirit. It is nothing compared. Some of you are back in church today for the first time and you've forgotten what this atmosphere is. This is the presence of God. And God is softening hearts. God is mending things already in your life because it's the Spirit of God. What is it? It's the dew of home. It's the Spirit of God. It's the oil that runs down the presence of God in your life. And when you step away from aligning yourself under church, under authority, that you step away from the blessing of God. But when you come in under the covering of God, the blessing flows on you. So that's the intro. The message is titled, The Alignment Process. The Alignment Process. Next week, if we get to it, the message is called, The Alignment Pursuit, but this week is The Alignment Process. We're going to dive into King David's life, and we discover his life was an alignment process. We're going to start a new culture at Soul Church. One of the things I was struck at when I went to the potter's house is when they read the portion of the Word of God, they all stand. 
And I love that culture. Before we stand, let me just explain why. Men and women were burnt at the stake so that we could have this book in our hands. Some of us don't understand the history of the Bible, but men and women, thousands of them were burnt alive so we could have a Bible in a common man's hand. And so we're going to honor the word of God. We were struck. Bishop Jakes, as soon as he turned the Bible, the church, he didn't ask them to. They just stood. And uh, we're going to honor the word of God because this is what brings transformation in our lives. And so can we stand? We're going to read this portion together. It's good to honor. It's good to honor God's word. Second Samuel chapter 11. It says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. Who can see a problem in the story? Some of you thought the Bible was boring. Okay, this proves you wrong. David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah. He's got a problem. David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. That's a problem. First of all, he should have been at war with his men. He should have been on the battlefield. Leaders lead from the front. Secondly, he should not have been staring at a naked married woman. And thirdly, he should never have sent a messenger to go and get her, and he should never have slept with her. There's a big problem here, but the problems get worse in the story. David goes on to arrange Uriah, which was Bathsheba's uh, husband. He arranges an accidental death on the battlefield so he can marry Bathsheba. And in verse 26, it says this, but the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Up until this point, before we sit down and pray, David's life was aligned. He'd killed a bear, he'd killed a lion, he'd killed Goliath. You read about him in Sunday school. He was a warrior, he was worshipped by the children of Israel. People loved, he was, a, he was a standout king. But David, in a moment of misalignment, changed the course of Israel's future. Father God, we pray right now. Oh, I pray, Father, as we, we jump into this story, areas of our lives that have been misaligned, you would bring into alignment over these next few weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seats. Over the next few verses, we see how David's life went out of alignment, but then God brings him back into alignment. And these same principles here we can apply to our lives because many of us are out of alignment right now. Many of you, you're driving with worn out tires. Many of you, your lives are shaky. Many of you, you need to stop and refuel. Many of you, you need to pull into a garage and get a diagnosis of exactly what's going on in your life. So I want to talk about the principles of alignment. I've got seven principles, but I'm going to have time to share one or two today. I'm going to continue on next week. The first principle of alignment is this. Alignment requires humility. Alignment requires humility. David has completely screwed up, completely messed up. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? He could have had any beautiful woman in Israel back in those days, yet he chose another man's wife. And then to try and cover up his mistake, he kills 
her husband. And then David, in his moment of weakness, in the book of Psalms, chapter 51, it's his cry from his heart. He says this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. David comes to God and he says, I am a completely misaligned. I've messed up. I'm a murderer now. I'm an adulterer. But God, I repent before you. And we have to acknowledge areas of our lives which are out of line. God, refine me. I can't serve God on my terms. I'll just say that again. You can't serve God on your terms. He is in the driving seat. So we arrived in America, and as I said, for three weeks, we didn't hear from God. I was like, God, I, I need you to do something. And then a couple of weeks ago, we were at the Potter's house, and it was a Wednesday evening, Chantal and I, we, uh, we, we had babysitters, and we, we, we headed in, and we walked into this, this, this church, 8,000 seats. I mean, incredible. They were singing the song that we sang this morning, Praise the Name. He's my rock, he's my fortress. And I remember just in that moment, it was a moment where God just began to speak to me. And Bishop Jakes got up and he began to speak on holy alignment. And as he said those words, people started pouring down to the front. And I said to Chantel, we're going to go down. And we went down and we knelt. And I said, God, I'm sorry if we've misaligned in any area of our church and our lives, if we've got it wrong. We made some mistakes during COVID, by the way. We didn't get this right. Like I said, there was no blueprint. Pastors, we just, teachers, we all, we all just trying to figure this thing out. None of us had a blueprint. Whatever way we'd have done this, we'd have got it wrong. And we got down on our knees and we humbled ourselves before God and said, God, we want to realign ourselves. And in that moment, in this moment where we say, God, create us a clean heart of God, renew a right spirit. We felt this realignment and God started speaking. It was like this verse that David had written earlier in his life about the oil and things began to flow. And let me tell you, if you want your life to move forward, if you want your life to keep going out, I'm, I'm telling you, you've got to say, God, I'm sorry for my bad attitude. God, I'm sorry for being angry. I'm sorry for buying into every conspiracy in this world. I'm sorry, God. And I pray right now, I pray that you Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Just declutter things in my heart that are separating my walk from you. And let me tell you, as you humble yourself before God, He will do an inner work in you, and your life, with us so far off, will begin to realign. It is a process, it will not happen overnight, but it, little by little, your life will come back on track. And I realign myself with God's Spirit. I don't want to be under the media spirit, I don't want to be under Sky News' spirit, Instagram spirit, people spirit, popular opinion spirit, cancel culture spirit. I want to be under the spirit of God in my life. And so today I realign myself with you, with your presence. We cannot find alignment if we're bickering. We cannot find alignment when we're holding on to anger and past hurt. And he did this and she did that and pointing the finger. You can only come into alignment with the word of God and with his spirit when you humble yourself. And if I'm honest, I allowed my emotions to move me out of alignment. And some of you do too. God is saying, I want to bring you back. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves 
Therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up. He will lift you up. Number one is alignment requires humility. Number two is alignment releases connection. Releases connection. When you humble yourself before God and admit you're out of alignment, he will bring people into your life to help you realign. God is not asking you to walk this journey on your own. Now, in the very next chapter, after God had said, after God had spoken to uh, verse 26, the last verse in chapter 11, it says, but the, the thing David did had displeased the Lord. When David separately in Psalm 51 said, create me a clean heart, O God, look what, da- well, look what the very next scripture is. It says, then the Lord sent Nathan to David. When you humble yourself before God, God will bring you people across your path to take care of you and love you and bring you back into alignment. When you are disaligned, disalignment attracts disalignment. Have you noticed when you're disaligned, everyone else who's disaligned comes and finds you? It just attracts people. It attracts people. It's attraction. And Nathan was a prophet of grace and truth. And God realized that King David needed someone of grace and truth. So he came around David in that time. says, the Lord sent Nathan to David. I spent my youth years in spots of bother. So it's really hard to believe that. But it's true. I had a pastor or a youth pastor once say to me when I was 18, he says, you'll end up in one of two places. You'll be a pastor or you'll end up in prison. We got half of it right. I remember when I was 16, Steve Morstan saw something in me or on me or around me, near me, and he basically committed, he's spoken about this in church, I know it was only 10 years ago, but he, he, <laughs> he committed, he committed, and let me tell you, he's seen me at my worst, and he's seen me, I don't know whether I have my best, but he's seen me when I'm doing better, and he's been there. He was, the verse for me could read, then the Lord sent Steve to me. When you continually, and Steve has helped me through a lot, especially in COVID, he said, maybe don't do that. Maybe think about doing it this way. We need people around us. Trains need tracks. Trains get in trouble when they come off the track. You can't draw a straight line without a ruler. You need people to come beside you and say, just, because some of us are trying to navigate ourselves through this. And again, you just can't do it. So what you need is rulers in your life. People, you submit yourself. And it's, it's a horrible word, submission, these days. People don't want it. Submission, authority, we, we flee from these words. But these are words that keep you aligned. You wobble when you're out of alignment, misaligned. So you've got to listen to people who are further ahead in you and saying, wow, they can see things in my life. They can see things in the future. They can see the choices I'm making. Now, and they can see a little further down the road. And Nathan was brought into David's life by God because he'd humbled himself. And then God said, now I need to bring people around you to help you. Iron sharpens iron. Can I just say this? You're not going to get where God called you to get to. It doesn't matter how gifted or talented you are. You're not going to get there on your own. You need church. You need church. You need one another. That's why small groups are so important. 
That's why if you're not in a group, you need to be in a group. If you just recently joined the church, this is the celebration of church. But there's a whole lot more that happens midweek, small groups. You can go to soulchurch.com and jump in on one of our small groups. We've got interest groups. But what they do is they keep us aligned. So if we don't show up for church, is everything okay? It's not really good. My grandma's just died. Then we can come around you. We can support you, send you flowers, love you, help you, celebrate with you. But we all need people around us to keep us aligned. One of my favorite Bible characters is a guy called Joseph. Some of you have seen the... <laughs> Joseph and Lizzie did a phenomenal job leading the team. and <laughs> Rock Nations, we're proud of them. But the original Joseph was thrown into prison. <laughs> this guy's not been far off that either. Joseph in the Bible was a little bit of a, he was an antagonizer. And he wound up, he's the, he was the youngest of, of, of his brothers, 12 brothers, and he, he, he wound his brothers up and he got a coat from his dad and the others didn't get a coat. And he kind of, everyone thinks Joseph, but Joseph, anyway, his brothers ended up putting him in a ditch. I think that was a bit harsh, okay, but he ended up in a ditch. And after the ditch, he was caught up by the Egyptians, and then he ended up in prison. A long story to a short story. And while he was in a prison, he was put into prison, into prison with two other prisoners. One was a baker, and one was a butler. Now, right now, some of you, you feel like you're in a ditch, like Joseph. You feel like you're in a prison. You feel like you're at your lowest. But look what happens when you humble yourself before God. What does a baker do? Think about a baker. A baker takes raw ingredients, all the raw stuff, flour, water, salt, sugar, and he makes or she makes something beautiful out of it. We need people in our lives who come around us and we stuff up. When we find ourselves and we miss a line and God said, you know what, Joseph, you've made some mistakes. You've humbled yourself before me and I'm going to bring a baker in your life. And he says, but I'm not just going to stop at a baker. I'm going to bring a butler. Because what does a butler do? A butler opens doors. And God brought Joseph exactly what he needed in his hour of need, which was someone to put his life back together and someone to begin to open doors. And on this trip, as we began to humble ourselves before God and say, God, we need to, you to realign Chantal. God has brought some kingdom connections into our world, connections we couldn't have dreamt of. People are saying, hey, I believe in the dream of the new building. Tell us more information. Send us one of your packs. We, because as you humble yourself before God, this is what God will bring to you. He will bring people who are connect, kingdom connectors. He will connect your dream to his dream. He will bring alignment into your life. He will put things together. He will open doors for you but it starts by saying God God I need you God I messed up in this season God I've been looking at things on the internet I shouldn't have done God I'm angry at my wife God I'm angry at life I'm, I'm mad at government and you bring it all to God and you go God you see an egg can't be used until it's crushed God allows us to have things in our lives break so he can use them. We need bakers and butlers. Amazing. Alan and Katie, 
They've been, they've been bakers for Chantel and I. We come back from travels and we've got all these crazy ideas. And they're like, these are the raw ingredients that God has brought people around us to help us put these ideas into motion. They're all dreading Tuesday because I've got so many new ideas for the church. Because I want to see the church move forward. I want us to reach more people. I want us to feed more people. I want us to love more people. But it's all raw right now. So what God does is he says, you know what? You need a baker in your life. And you've got a dream in your life. And you think, how on earth earth am I going to get my dream to where it needs to get? And God says, if you just humble yourself before me, I'll bring you a butler. And I'll open doors for you that you could never have opened on your own. I'll take your life further. I'll take your book further, your dream further, your business further. But don't do life on your own. Requires, alignment requires humility. Number one, alignment releases connection. I want us to stand right now and I don't know how we're going to do this. I want everyone on the front row just to scoot your chairs back as you can without squashing. And I felt God to say to do this today. I know this is going to be crazy, but it's the first time I've legally been able to do this. I checked and apparently I can. But I want us to humble ourselves before God. And if you'd admit right now, you say, my life, there's an area of my life, it's misaligned. It could be an attitude could be an addiction, it could be a habit, it could be anything, but you're saying today, there's an area of my life misaligned. I just want to come into your alignment, God. I want your spirit just to flow again through me. I don't want anything to take the blessing of God from my life. I want you to come and join me at the front. I'm going to, Chantel and I, and maybe some of the team, I'm going to, I want to just anoint you with oil. I know this is totally different. We haven't done this for ages, but I just feel like this is, there's an, an alignment that's going to start today. If you come down the front, would you come as far forward as possible? just coming before there's an alignment the Holy Spirit wants to pour out on you some of you have been caught up in so much that right now your thoughts are misaligned come on keep coming that's it keep coming maybe some of the host team we can just encourage people to come as far forward as possible there's a new alignment beginning today there's a new alignment beautiful it's not by might it's not by power it's by His Spirit Jesus at the center of it all. Nothing else matters apart from this. So we're going to worship. We're just going to take five minutes. I'm going to come and just pray for a Holy Spirit alignment. That the Holy Spirit would meet you. Just receive. Tell God maybe where you're out of line. Tell Him, say, God, I need to be realigned with your spirit. Not my spirit, your spirit. Not my opinion, your opinion. Not my heart, but your heart. Some of you just say, God, soften my heart. If you're angry, tell God you're angry. If you're upset, tell me you're upset. Just talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church. We're going to sing and pray together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a a realignment shaking in this room right now. God is stirring things. God is stirring things. Right now, I want you to lift your hands. We're going to receive from Him. Some of you have been giving and helping and serving. and you've, This is a moment where God just wants you to receive. The enemy hates us in a position to receive.
He wants us toiling. He wants us arguing. He wants us fighting. He wants us blogging. He wants us doing all that stuff. But right now, God wants you to receive His peace, His love, His forgiveness. God is a giver. God is a giver. Receive from Him right now. Receive from Him. Father, we pray as a church right now, we come back into alignment with Your Spirit. We come back into alignment. We bring our dreams. We bring our agendas. We bring it all back under to You, Father God. And we say, have Your way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in our lives, in our families, in our children, in our motives, in every area of our lives. One more time. Come on, let's sing this out. Hallelujah. Just going to stay still for a moment. If you're watching online or you're in this room, you're at the front. I think in this service we've felt something of the heart of God for you. A God who loves you so much. A God that wants to align with you. A God that wants a relationship with you more than anything. He's done everything He can to have that relationship. So I want for one moment just to ask you, about your relationship with God here in this room or watching online. And some of you, you've never, ever made a decision to get right with God. And you're thinking, Steve, how do I do that? You do it by opening your heart and saying, Jesus, I can't do this life on my own. I need you. I need you to come in and be the center. And when He does, Here's what He does. He forgives you of your past. He gives you meaning and purpose for today. And He gives you an incredible future. None of us can live without Him. None of us can live the life we were intended. Some of you know there's something missing. Maybe you're in this room and you once walked with God. You had relationship. But if you're really honest, you've drifted away. You're not in right relationship. And here's the good news. Jesus is saying to you, I still love you. I'm going to realign your life. I'm going to come back in and be the center. This is going to be a life-changing moment for some of you in this section, for some of you in this section, for some of you over here. This is the moment. This is why you're here. And for some of you online. So here's what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, if you're honest enough to do what John and Chantel did and to humble yourself and say, Steve, I need Jesus, then when I count to three, I want you simply to raise your hand. And then all of us, we're going to pray together. Whether this is your first time or whether this is the moment you come back, this is your moment, friend. And then we're going to pray your life is going to be changed. So are you ready? Are you ready for your life to realign with Jesus all across this room and online? Are you ready? Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Here we go. Our church is praying for you, friend. You're not here by accident. Are you ready? Ready to put up your hand on three. One, two, three. That's it. Just lift it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Love that. Thank you at the back. Thank you at the back. Thank you over here. Thank you over here. Come on, there's still time if that's you. If your heart is beating, this is God. He wants a relationship with you. He loves you so much. I love that. I 
love that. So come on, all together. Everyone repeat. It's life-changing prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I need you. So I come to you. And I humble myself. Would you come in? Would you forgive me for my sin? Would you give me a new start? So I can live for you with your help and strength from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, church. This is what it's all about. I love it. I love it. These moments are so powerful, church. You guys online, if you could feel the presence of God in this room so powerful and lots of people you raised your hands for some it was the first time for some it was realigning some of you it was online those in the room we want to give you a gift it's a bible even if you've already got one a team have come and they're ready to meet you and encourage you and they would love nothing more than to give you one of these bibles some of our team mark and sharon they'll be out there or they'll be in the near the coffee machine there's a welcome lounge and they would love to meet you we'd love to help you this is a process you've taken the first step we want to help you take the next step and the next step and keep aligned with God and for us to help you do that if you would be trust if you would trust us enough just to give us your details we'll not hassle you but we would love to answer any questions help you on your journey pray for you so please speak to our team They've got like yellow lollipops on the way out. It says Bible pickup or, or connect. So just please go and do it. If you're watching online, let us know in the chat. You'll see that there's ways to do that. Just connect with us because we would love to connect with you. I don't know about you, church, but I, I just felt like something shifted, something realigned. And I, I'm, I personally am incredibly grateful to have senior leaders that can come in having humbled themselves before God, delivered a message like that, just lifted everything and helped us. So I think this would be a great opportunity to honor our senior pastors. Come on, let's thank God for that word. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.